What's going on and welcome into Pels and Whistles, episode number 13 right here on the Believe Network. I'm Daniel Salerson alongside Rel Myers, and I think we're going to title this Pelicans Put Raptors Into Extinction because last night, Rel was a butt whooping courtesy of the <laughs> New Orleans Pelicans. Boy, and you know, we were on a, we taped a show, uh, a betting show earlier today, and he was asking us about what he thought about the game, and we were both kind of like, Let's stay away from that one. We really don't know. It's a close <laughs> matchup. Siakam's back. They have a lot of guys that are back from injury. And then we should have just said roll with the Pelicans because it was all Pelicans from the tip. And I thought that was probably one of the best wins of the season so far for New Orleans. Yeah, I think that's probably the first thing I have in my notes is that it's one of the more impressive wins of the season. And we were, you know, we were making shots and we were actually getting calls. I know we talked about the over or under on Zion being three for the free throws. <laughs> he um he, he was in the first like, quarter, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts. I think he was uh he was nine to twelve from the strike. So that was awesome to see. But yeah, we we led by as many as thirty one and Toronto cut it down to eleven late in the game and Zion was like, I've had enough of this. Yeah. <laughs> so he got a block and he got a double clutch layup and a steal and got another yeah, it was it was nuts. I feel like with Zion, that was one of his most dominant games of the year so far. He he did it on both ends, too, not only on the offensive end, but defensively, too. But he finishes with 33 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, efficient 12 of 15 from the field. Again, you had no CJ, you had no BI. And I think Zion kind of took this and said, I got this, guys. Come follow me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help us win this game. And you really saw that true leadership that, not saying he didn't have, but you're kind of wanting to see that out of him directing teammates where to go and kind of help run the offense. He certainly did that last night. Yeah. He looked great on both ends of the floor. I saw people joking about him being like a top two way player and things. And I think he's tired of those B plus defensive ratings right. that he's been getting, but he had four steals last night too. And, and yeah. two of those came in that, in that stretch where I think he went on like a six Oh run by himself, but um, no, he looked, he looked fantastic last night and the whole team looked awesome. He had six players in double figures. Um, there's a couple people I want to talk about here. We have to talk about your boy, Trey Murphy. Oh, someone yeah. that you interviewed last night after the game. <laughs> or else has taken over the New Orleans media. Let's just be real here, which is great. I thought it was a fantastic interview. Please just kind of one, talk about it a little bit and where yeah. folks can, can actually watch it and kind of what you learned from talking with Trey last night. Yeah, so the app is called Fans View. Um, I apparently know someone who knows someone <laughs> and that's usually the way it works. Right. So, um, they reached out and they were like, Hey, you know, there's this opportunity to, to interview Trey. So, you know, you have to like submit a bid on the app and all these things. So, um, you know, we got all that set up and everything. And, uh, the way it works is, um, fans can go on there and submit questions to Trey or whoever's getting interviewed. Um, and it goes through like an approval process and you can also vote on which questions are the best. And so, um, whoever's doing the interviewing, which in that case was me, I would also submit three questions to ask Trey too. So it's supposed to be about six questions, five minutes, whatever have you. I think I squeezed in a couple extra ones in there, mm -hmm. you know, because things are moving fast. So I'm like, right. yeah, Trey, so what, let's talk about how your mom is always talking to the fans, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so all sorts of things like that. So I might've squeezed in like eight or nine questions or something, but, um, but no, it was really cool. And I, I would most definitely try to do something on their platform again. But, um, I think um, it's not available on um, on Android phones at the moment. I think it's only on iPhone. It's a pretty new, uh, pretty new subscription service that they got going on. But um, okay. yeah, that was it's Fans View app for all of the people with iPhones. And um, 
I posted the video on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok for everyone else who can't see it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was re a really good interview. And kind of what I learned is, you know what? When you asked him about the three-point contest or the dunk contest, oh, yeah. he didn't like right away say three-point contest. I think yeah. he had to think about it because I think he would like to eventually do the dunk contest. But I, I mean, the way he shot last night, six to 12 from three, I think we got to yes. push now. Trey Murphy's got to be in that three-point contest this season. They've got to invite him. They got to see what he's doing down here. And especially that night when he, you know, was like eight for eight from the field or something like that. Um, I think he'll, I think he'll get a nod. Cause I mean, what CJ was in it last year. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't know that CJ was shooting at a clip that Trey was shooting at. So right. <laughs> I think, I think we're, we're going to see him there uh, at the all-star break. Man, the way Trey's playing and maybe I'm, I could be a little biased here, but obviously when this team's healthy, he's coming off the bench. But if you continue to shoot like that and play like that, there could be some sixth man of the year voting going on or even most improved. I mean, the way he played last night was was spectacular. And I feel like, I don't know, you're, you're seeing right in front of our eyes the confidence that he has in himself and how deep he can shoot from threes. Because, I mean, some of his shots last night were way beyond that three-point line. I know they have a four-point line in the Pelicans practice facility. I know mm. he shoots from behind there and can drain him, but... <laughs> Man, oh man, Trey Murphy has been a huge contributor for the Pelicans this season. Yeah, he has. So it was it was really cool to be able to talk to him a little bit about his approach to this season. And, um, you know, he's just kind of like growing right in front of our eyes. And it's funny that people, the people who have seen the interview so far, they're like, wow, you just seem like in your element and you're so comfortable. And I'm like, yeah, well, I guess I'm, I've gotten more comfortable with interviewing people or being interviewed because, you know, I've talked to, to Fox and, WDSU haven't talked to WWL yet and I haven't seen a whole lot of like uh coverage from them either and, and I've seen people talking about that too so um definitely would like to see one of the big dogs put us up on the front page you know put the pals up there <laughs> WWL radio hasn't hasn't reached out to, to Rel yet not yet man maybe maybe I don't know someone who knows someone at WWL because you know I know I know a guy over at Fox and I know some people on Twitter that's at uh WDSU and stuff so yeah Hit me up, WWL. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, they, they do cover the Saints. They do have the Saints uh, on their flagship station. And so I feel like if you have the Saints, you need to be covering some Pelicans as well. I mean, that's yeah, just... Yeah, let's do it. Where are you, WWL Radio? Where are you at? <laughs> the Where? Pelicans are hometown heroes right now. And they will continue to be, you know? They should be treated as such. <laughs> what are they, one game back of, of number one seed right now? Or two games back? As a matter of fact, they are, let's see, they're standing alone in the number three spot. Um, we're one game behind Denver and two games behind Phoenix. Phoenix is in the number one spot. Um, and we're one full head, uh, one full game ahead of Memphis and the Clippers right now, too. So Sunday afternoon's game between the Pelicans and Nuggets should be a real doozy then, huh? Huge implications. <laughs> For sure. Um, let's talk about Dyson Daniels last night. Yeah. Six, 14 points. He almost had a triple double last night. He was so close. Eight he was rebounds, so close. nine assists. Did you see Jose mic'd up? Yeah. Telling Zion. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we gotta get him another assist. Gotta give him another yeah. assist. He was he was focusing on that assist, but I hadn't even realized that he also had eight rebounds too. So, you know, they probably could have manufactured some rebounds a little bit easier than getting that one assist, but that's awesome for him. And for him to be, you know, playing around 30 minutes a game when he was getting all those DNPs, um, he's really uh He's really proven himself, I think, and there's no way that he can go back to getting DNPs now. No, that's I think that's going to be the the hard part for Willie Green 
is figuring out the rotations when everyone's healthy because now mm-hmm. you got to put Dyson Daniels in there. Who's going to fall out? And so yeah, it's going to be interesting because it, you're right. It's hard to keep him on the bench the way he's playing right now. And talk about confidence. I mean, six of nine from the field, one of two from three. He's really not shooting that bad from three. I know everyone was worried about his shooting. Um, but I feel like once you've got Fred Vincent, everyone's going to turn their shooting around with him as your assistant coach. So I'm not sure how much yeah. he's worked with him, but just the fact that he's able to get those boards, able to run the floor, this is why they drafted him so high this year. Yeah, he's, um, I think he may even get a triple-double. He might get one before Zion at this rate. <laughs> Zion was really close. Bet. Yeah, really. <laughs> Zion was really close recently too. So it's it's really fun to watch these guys do, um, do so well. And I will say, um, I had put this in my notes to mention too, that Zion's passing is underrated. And yeah. every now and then I kind of, it's weird because he'll be on a fast break and he'll do an overhead bounce pass. And I'm like, why did he pass the ball that way? But it's, it's, <laughs> it's on the money, you know, like he gets it where it needs to be. Um, so yeah, he was, he was looking pretty good. I think someone last night said that he basically played three amazing games in one. They said that he was a floor general in one regard and he was like Shaq in another and something else. I don't remember, but I was like, wow, that's that's some analysis right there. But, um, we, we went 22 to 26 from the, from the stripe. That's about 85% and uh, 14 for 33 from the three-point line for 42%. So, yeah, everything was going right. And we got Van Vliet ejected because he yeah. was so frustrated. <laughs> so. That was a key. Get him out early. <laughs> I know that was part of the game plan. Get him, get, yeah. the, get the refs on him. Um, I'm glad you brought up Zion and his passing because when I was at the game Monday, I noticed that a lot, especially when he's driving and he gets double teamed. Mm-hmm. Some of his underneath the basket passes outside to a shooter beyond the perimeter. I mean, yeah, the vision that you have to know where your guys are at, because some of them are behind you or some of them are not in your line of sight mm-hmm. that he's able to find them and doesn't really turn the ball over from those two. So you feel like, you know, that's where practice comes in where you're starting to double team him, which you're going to have no choice. Cause if not, I mean, I saw a play last night, he ran around two players, drove to the rim, double clutched and dunked the ball it just looked so natural to him. So you know that you're going to have to put two or three guys on him, which means two or three guys are going to be open. And I feel like he's starting to see that these guys know where their spots are and he's able Mm -hmm. to make those crisp passes outside of the perimeter. And you're going to see guys like Trey, Trey Murphy and Larry Nance and and CJ knock down those threes. Yeah. They, uh, I want to say Trey might have hit one from from a logo last night. And I'm just like, look look at these guys. Who are these guys? I, I feel like last night was so unexpected and was toronto what it was a one point favorite for them yeah Mm -hmm. one point favorite (laughs) and they were winning by almost 30 at halftime i yeah i i don't really have any complaints you know i I think that the game was officiated better than we've seen i think we played better than we've seen we shared the ball really well um and early on siakam was getting everything he wanted in the first like three minutes. And it was like, okay, we're, and we were actually sitting next to a couple of um, Raptors fans. And after the first bucket, the guy taps my friend, Sean, and he's like, that's all night. And we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one bucket. Like, yeah, yeah, I know they went up like seven zero on us at, for a second there, but come on now. So they ended up moving because they were actually sitting in someone else's seats. I uh, thought, hate to <laughs> I see thought it. <laughs> yeah. so once they were gone, when the, and the season ticket holders had come, we were like, oh, you thought you guys sold your seats or whatever. So once those guys are gone, I'm looking around like, 
where did they go? We need yeah. to talk about this game now. They went know? to the bar, so, probably. <laughs> <laughs> we invited them to the Yacht Club on Friday. Maybe they'll show up. Or maybe they won't show their face in New Orleans again. I don't know. <laughs> but speaking, um, Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was saying, speaking of seeking ticket holders, um, I think Flaggate kind of... Oh, <laughs> Flaggate continues. <laughs> Flaggate continues. But you know what I realized this morning? So, so first, I took the video, and I was like, are you guys seeing this? This is crazy. This guy's waving the flag like nobody's business. But I did notice that the camera guy wasn't at his camera. That camera was covered up and there was no oh. one there. So there was no camera for him to block, technically. But he was just blocking Todd's view, probably, because Todd yeah, sits right basically. there. <laughs> yeah, he was <laughs> the way he was swinging that thing, man. But yeah, I guess he he's cool. He got away <laughs> on the technicality. He got away on the technicality. <laughs> OK, that's fair enough. Man, oh, man. Um. So let's talk about this game a little bit more because you talked about kind of the complete game this was. We said that was probably the most complete win, but mm -hmm. I feel like this team is starting to to figure things out a little bit. Um, sitting at 13 and 8, we talked about where they are in the standings. Mm -hmm. You won two games in a row now without Brandon Ingram and, and CJ McCollum. And I know every year we've talked about depth and mm -hmm. we always say, oh, this team has depth. And then they realize they don't have depth and we struggle. <laughs> when Brandon Ingram's out, struggle when Zion's out. Are we finally seeing this team be one of the deepest teams we've seen in a while? Because you look at the bench with Larry and Dyson Daniels, and look, you're going to have Trey Murphy coming off the bench. You're going to have Jose Alvarado coming off the bench when we see JMBI. I mean, is mm -hmm. this one through nine, one through 10, one of the most deepest, one of the deepest teams we've seen in a while? Yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's the most talented and deep um team that the pelicans have had in, in franchise history easily um i think early on when we kept talking about how deep we were and then we were kind of like losing games that we shouldn't have been losing it's like okay are we either we're deep or we're not deep like which which one's it going to be but i don't know i guess with just a few more games played and everything they're really starting to figure things out and i i think they're four and two now when bi doesn't play um you would have never seen that happen in the past right, right. so that also um speaks a lot to to what we've got going on now. I think they're um they're pretty deep. <laughs> pretty deep indeed. So Willie Green gonna have some some interesting choices to make here in, in the next few days. And hopefully, you know, CJ just needs to get back into the conditioning. Said he hasn't run in like what 10 days. And so yeah. we'll see who knows if he'll even play on Friday at San yeah. Antonio. I feel like with only a short turnaround, I mean they leave today that mm -hmm. maybe you hold them back against that. I mean, you should be able to beat San Antonio without yeah. CJ. If you can beat Toronto, then you can beat San Antonio. But who I knows? Again, it's the Spurs. So. We were worried about the first matchup, and then they win by 30-something. <laughs> um, I think having everyone ready for Denver would be kind of the right mindset. Because you, I yeah. think facing Denver healthy would be a really nice kind of test of where the Pelicans are. I think we kind of have a new idea where they are because they're mm -hmm. playing really good right now, but boy, to see them face the number two team in the West on Sunday, fully healthy. I think that'd be a good test for them to see where they're at. Yeah. I think um, we, we may not see, may not see CJ, but we also may not see Herb on, uh, on oh, Friday. Yeah. The ankle really, injury. Yeah. I don't, he could be out for a week. You know, you know how it is with these new Orleans contusions. <laughs> we could miss him for a little while, but um 
we definitely can't let our guard down against San Antonio. They've lost their last nine, and I think at least three of those came to the Lakers, who yeah. are winning more games than I like for them to be winning right now. But right, um, yeah, but I, it sucked that Herb. You know, we were talking about the injury carousel on screaming from the sidelines. <laughs> so it's like, here we go again, man. But you know, again, you can't really help stepping on feet and rolling ankles. So. So that's a good way to promo screaming on the sidelines. We were a guest uh, with Greg Silver on yesterday before Pelicans Raptors. So be sure to tune into that when that is live now on the Believe Network. It was good to talk to Greg and he seems really passionate about the Pelicans, kind of one of his yeah. teams that, and I think that's the, the thing with national media. Um, and I think you're starting to see the national media come along mm-hmm. as far as noticing this team. But I, I just think people don't really know a lot about this team with Zion being yeah. out last year. You, you kind of learn, they kind of learn a little bit more about them in the playoffs, but for people that don't cover them on a daily basis, I really don't feel like they have an idea of what this team is capable of. Like, do they really watch Herb Jones play or mm-hmm. what Jose Alvarado can do or what Trey Murphy's been bringing to the table? I, I think finally the national media, um, we're still missing some local media trying to, uh, to figure that out with WWL radio. Just going to leave that out there. <laughs> uh, but I feel like the national media, is, Get on the uh, bandwagon. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I think the national media is really starting to pick up a little bit about, okay, I feel like this team is one of the, you know, under the radar teams. Greg asked us yesterday, who's a team that New Orleans doesn't want to face in the playoffs. And I flipped it on him mm-hmm. and I said, I think these teams are going to start realizing they don't want to see the Pelicans in the playoffs. No matter mm-hmm. what seating it is, this could be a dangerous team come then. I know it's early on in the season, but uh, this team is playing some pretty good basketball right now. It uh, it makes me think of Breaking Bad. I was really breaking, a uh, really good, uh, a really big Breaking Bad fan. And there's a scene where, you know, uh, Walt says, "I am the one who knocks. <laughs> yeah. I am the danger. The Pelicans are the danger. They're the ones knocking." You know. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. I think other teams should be afraid of us as opposed to us being like, "Oh, I don't really want to play this team, play that team." Um, I think that they probably like any matchup that could come their way. All right. So, you know, the thing we talked about with him is the injury carousel that he mentioned. And now that with her potentially being out, are we still going to go a few more games without seeing this roster complete, like the starting lineup? Cause now let's see yeah. CJ and BI come back over the weekend. And Herb's not ready. Like, yeah, there's still I've a gotten... small sample size of the starting <laughs> yeah. five all healthy. I've gotten to a point where I, there's no, I would I would be surprised if her played. Like I don't expect him at all to play on Friday because that's just the way that things have been trending. We're not gonna send somebody out there, you know, forty eight hours after rolling their ankle. Like it's just we're not even gonna bother with it. So, um, and at this point, I'm not even sure if we'll see him on on Sunday. You know, I try not to get my hopes up now because when guys are listening, is questionable. Usually not means out. You know, yeah. like I I was I used to be of the mindset that doubtful was 25 percent chance questionable was 50 percent probable 75 percent questionable is like a a two percent <laughs> <laughs> like our guys are just they think we got to look for a note that says that so-and-so is available because then they're right. going to be playing but if they're questionable or it's a game time decision they're probably not going to play so yep and the game time willie green is someone that does not like to say whether they're available during his oh, 515 yeah. press conference. It's a, uh, oh, we'll see yeah. how he feels warming up. And then you have to get yeah. the alert from Pelicans PR that yep. he's available or not. I know so. what that means, Willie. I'm on to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, 
it's so simple, so easy to read from him that he doesn't mm-hmm. kind of like to open up about that stuff, which some coaches are very transparent about it and, and some are not. But with this herb injury, hopefully he can get back mm-hmm. and um and be ready to go super soon. But man, between toes and feet and ankles, <laughs> just uh, everything from the ankle down just is, is not good news for the Pelicans right now. Yeah. I think we've had two upper body issues with like Larry's shoulder and bi's concussion but everything else is lower extremities i think we gotta we gotta take care of ourselves put their legs in bubble wrap before each game (laughs) (laughs) a lot of random freak accidents too though so can't really blame them but um did you hear take a little look around the league real quick did you hear that the lakers cut matt ryan last night they did that ruins our matt ryan power rankings it's over (laughs) It is over. And I sent out a tweet. I said, do do you guys think anybody's gonna gonna pick Matt Ryan up? And someone's like, Are you saying that you want us to pick them up? And I was like, No, 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 no. I'm I'm not saying that. I'm just wondering if anyone's gonna get the DoorDash guy. I don't know if it's one of those things where um he was a good shooter, but that's like all he could do. I, I'm not super familiar with his game. I just know he could shoot, you know? So, so. what I heard or I read was that they cut him because it gives him a roster spot ahead of the December 15th deadline, which I think I think if I'm right, is that players that have signed contracts over the offseason are yes. eligible to be traded mm-hmm. after December 15th. So maybe the Lakers have an eye on someone and are working on something to maybe create a deal. Could it be? I mean, yeah. if you're creating a roster spot, you're, you're figuring out something because there's no harm in keeping him on. He doesn't make a bunch of money. You're not... Someone, someone joked that because some Lakers made some half-court shots that Jeannie Buss cut them oh, yeah. in the, to save some money. <laughs> pay for she that. spent 100 k on, on two half-court shots, you know? So, yeah, money might be getting a little tighter on there. No more PPPs for Jeannie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but it is interesting. Uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, wait till Dennis Schroeder comes back. Wait till Thomas Bryant comes back. And, oh, look at yeah. there. So I wonder, we're going to have to keep track of their record without Matt Ryan. And also, speaking of people coming back, someone's coming back and having their first game against the Lakers, and that will be Chris, Chris Middleton, Middleton from the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, so we welcome that. We welcome yeah. that. Welcome back, Chris. Make sure you shoot lights out. Oh, no holding man. back. This is where the Lakers begin their tough stretch. I think this is her six or seven game road trip. Mm-hmm. It's a gauntlet. Yep. From and sea to I shining sea. Super. I'm really looking forward to their December schedule because. I don't know. I don't know how well that's gonna go, but um, but yeah, the Bucks getting Middleton back is gonna be huge. Um, they're only two games behind Boston, and Boston's on another like five game win streak right now. But I think that might help them, you know, gain a little bit of ground. But um, I saw something interesting last night. Uh, there's eight games separating the first seed from the tenth seed in the East, but in the West, it's a, it's a four and a half game difference. Um, so yeah, it's still still looking pretty tight and we're starting to gain you know a little bit of separation not so many half game separations you know like i said earlier we're full game ahead of memphis and the clippers and full game behind denver full two games behind phoenix so um hopefully (laughs) last day of the season we're not looking at the 2018 scenario again but like we were talking about on uh screaming from the sidelines the seating might not matter so much in the end so yeah I think this month is when you're going to start to see teams separating themselves and you're going to figure out which teams are at the top of the West, which teams are going to be in the middle and which teams are going to be fighting for playing spots. I feel like that for the East as well. So 
I think for the Pelicans too, you'll have an idea of where they might stand, which will be fun and exciting. Hopefully they're still, you know, the fact that they built a five games over 500 cushion, there's not a lot of teams that are, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of these teams that are four five, six through eight are only just a couple of games over. So the Mm -hmm. fact that you have this and they continue to win and and do this without being healthy is, is just a really good sign. So yeah, that should be interesting to see um, how the West plays out here in the next month. But I did, I did want to add, did you see that the Royal family was at the Boston Celtics game last night? Taking I in did. A game. I saw someone tweet something very vague, but I didn't realize that they were actually at the game. <laughs> so why didn't they take in a Pelicans game? Pelicans Raptors. I mean, what's wrong with them? Uh, they don't want to come down here and enjoy this. Have a daiquiri nice and watch food. the game. Yeah. Can you imagine them having a daiquiri? Having some crispy, crunchy chicken before Man. the game. Get that Dickie's barbecue. Yeah, points. they scored 100 points. <laughs> Boy, I feel like Dickie's is going to be giving out a lot of barbecue sandwiches yeah. this year. They're going to be seeing a lot of people for lunchtime on uh, on days after game days, man. So I need to start hitting it up. Yeah. Get two. <laughs> get one for me while I'm still here for a little bit. Yeah. Maybe um, Dickie's should sponsor us. <laughs> let's go big. <laughs> let's go. Dickie's, you listening to this. Let's go. I'll eat, I'll eat a barbecue sandwich on the air while we're chatting. Let's do it. You know what? Let's let's go for Ben's Burgers. For some reason, Ben's Burgers has me blocked on Twitter. I have no idea why. Maybe What'd I said do? something. I, I don't know. It was like years ago. I feel like I might have tweeted at them a really long time ago. But what on earth could I have said? I don't know. But do I need Ben's to Burgers. I'm like, hey, unblock, <laughs> unblock rail. <laughs> Ben's Burgers, if you're listening, you're probably not. But maybe you'll hear about it. I don't know why you got me blocked. But if if I did something, I'll be like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's fine. You can keep me blocked. It's all right. I'll own up to it. (laughs) I deserve it. (laughs) I just have no recollection of what's going on. Oh, boy. No one should be blocking you. No one should be blocking you. It's okay. I have probably 600-something people blocked. And that amount muted. Yeah, man. I'm just blocking left and right. Whatever. Have you You noticed protect your peace. Have you noticed on Twitter now they're starting to, like, show you tweets from people that, like, you follow and, like, what – you might like as a tweet like i keep getting tweets from like random people and i have to keep saying not interested not interested yeah i don't want to keep going through those one time i had an issue with my twitter app where i think i turned my push notifications on and it just wouldn't work so i deleted the app and i redownloaded it and when i redownloaded it it started showing me those types of tweets so i just kept telling it see this less often see this like don't show me this and now i don't i don't it's been months i haven't seen one of those so i don't get a lot of so and so, you know, this person follows a lot of people that you follow or XYZ, yeah. whatever. So. I'm tired of that already. Yeah, you got to just keep telling it no and it'll stop. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Not that I have anything else going on. I'll just sit there yeah, all day yeah, and be like, see less often, see less often. <laughs> oh, you know, before we go, I got to say, I'm always doing something, right? So tomorrow, I'll be doing my first virtual watch party on playback. Nice playback.tv slash rels pels okay so doing a virtual watch party i'll be at the yacht club i'll probably just run upstairs um and be in the room above the boathouse but um yeah it's just you sign in through your uh your tv provider um and we will just watch the game on you know our laptops or whatever together but you can also see me like on stage and you can you know be live reacting to what's going on during the game and stuff like that and i can have other people come up on stage with me and you know, there's a chat on the side. It's pretty cool. So it'll be my first one. Maybe I'll do a giveaway. Hmm, we'll mm. see. <laughs> you know what you should do? We should start doing is a promo code on Pels and Whistles. And the only way that you can get the giveaway mm. is from the code you hear on the show. 
something we'll think about Fantastic. here. Yeah. <laughs> I love well, it. We'll who, start doing your, secret contests. In here. Yeah. Who's your agent? Anyway? I mean, you're just keep getting, you know, between fans view and you know. this <laughs> Pels and whistle. You're I just, just don't leave me, Rel. Just don't leave me for bigger and better I podcasts. No people who know people, you know, I knew you and now I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so I know someone who knew a guy at, at uh fans view shout out to AC. Um, and he's like, Hey, this is my buddy. I've known him for a long time and he's working on this new app and all this stuff. And so he got me hooked up with that. And it's just one thing after another, but playback reached out to me and I was like, Oh, Hey, like I've, I've heard of this. And I know some guys who were already doing this in the, in the community, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, why don't I just, instead of me just doing Pelicans games, why don't, why don't we start doing some Laker games too? We like to watch yeah. them and make fun of them. So why don't I do some of that in my playback room? So, um, yeah, the first one's uh, you know, Friday night for the Spurs game. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, hopefully you'll join. Yeah. And uh yeah, and a good thing about that is I can also pull clips from that and put it on the social so people can see how much fun we're having on playback and they'll have FOMO and come join us. <laughs> good deal. Well, I might have to because I'm gonna have no furniture in the house on Friday oh. after the move is gonna be complete. So I'm gonna be on an air mattress and two oh. lawn chairs for the rest of the weekend oh. as uh the move out of New Orleans will be officially complete, which will be sad. It was great to be at the game on Monday um but the good thing is is me doing this with you keeps me in tune with the pelicans uh oh, yeah. from afar so i definitely will have to join sure. you and hopefully you all can continue to join us here on pels and whistles again we're just getting going uh screaming from the sidelines too is available now we were a guest on that show yesterday with greg silver so be sure to keep an eye on that we were on the other side getting interviewed so it was nice to kind of talk about <laughs> the pels um in our own way but we'll be back next week as a uh, the moving for me will take over probably a little more of the weekend yeah. And um, I'll talk to you on hopefully Monday. Rel, we'll see where we're at, or at least Tuesday, and uh, we'll have another episode. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Make sure you stretch before and after and during all that moving. You know, you don't want to pull anything. You don't want to you know get what? contusion, anything like that. <laughs> Do you really think I'm gonna be the one moving this stuff? I am paying someone to move my stuff for me. I'm boxing you... it up. <laughs> They're putting it in the truck, and they are driving it to Georgia. Uh, you're a very smart man, then. Well, stretch anyway while you watch them. <laughs> this, this dad bod can't handle moving boxes and all. I'm barely able to pack these boxes, yet alone move them around. So lift with your legs. That's all I gotta if say. We, if we're doing this, <laughs> if I'm doing this from from auctioner on Monday, then you know something went wrong with the boo. <laughs> Hopefully not. Also, by the way, shout out to John the Shazer going through his chemo this week and his stem cell transplant, yeah. um, dealing with cancer. So just want to give a shout out to him. Everything went well. He's doing great. Awesome. Um, but wish JD nothing but the best. Um, we certainly miss him on the radio call with Graf, but such a great dude. And so, um, just wanted to give him a shout out to end the show and give a shout out to everyone listening to Pels and Whistles, episode number 13. We're rocking and rolling here. We'll have plenty more. And, um, hopefully, we're talking about a couple of wins next week. Yeah. All right. For, for Rel, I'm Daniel. Thanks for listening to Pels and Whistles right here on the Bleed Network.